1: Welcome back to 929, the award-winning podcast from Fiverr.com. Fiverr is the freelance marketplace where you can find all the talent you need in one place. And I'm your host, Ishan Akbar. I hope you're ready for another short, sharp burst of entrepreneurial advice from another successful business brain. You are? Then let's begin. My guest this week started her journey to success at her kitchen table. That's where she mapped out her plans for the Cambridge Satchel Company, a brand she started with her mother. As you'll hear, she had one simple goal, to earn enough money to be able to send her daughter to a better school. She started the company with just £600. Five years later, it was worth fifteen pounds million. Let's hear how she did it as we welcome Julie Dean to 929. So tell us how that's worked for you and the Cambridge Satchel Company. How have you taken it one step at a time? What's the story?
2: I think there have been various pinch points. Let's play it down and say (laughs) (laughs) pinch points. (laughs) Uh, There have been a few um, challenging periods when if I had not taken things one step at a time, I think my head would have exploded. Mm. So, you know, as a long-term strategy, that's not ideal. So in the very beginning, the business was set up so that my children could have a great education. I wanted to pay for them to go to a really amazing private school that's close by. And um, private schools are really, really expensive. and uh when you have two children that's that's doubly really expensive and my challenge was to set up a business that would finance that and i only had the period of um the school summer holidays to get it up and running and a starting fund of £600. Seed capital, it is now that I've been around the block a few times with investors, I know the terms. And it it would be easy at that stage to be very, very overwhelmed. And this is where this taking things
1: one step at a time uh, was really, uh, was, was absolutely key. How and why satchels? When you were thinking, what business should I go into? Why did you particularly focus on satchels?
2: I'm a big fan of lists of 10 things. Okay. And so, you know, when it was, well, I'm going to, to try and start a business, having a list of 10 things that I thought that I could do or start. And again, I'm very lucky because I'm an easily irritated person. Okay. <laughs>
1: and
2: so, Sertils so <laughs> were on there because earlier on in the year, I had been driven absolutely Mad with school bags breaking yet again, right. some rubbishy piece of zippery you know that that has been bought from well i i don 't want to say oh, it, I was hoping but we you all would. know <laughs> where it would be bought from. <laughs> <laughs> we all know where it would have been bought for, and what a surprise it wasn't built to last, and so you know yet again you're going for another school bag and and then you've got those whole elements of if a school bag is made of of something that's like a nylon material, it's going to look grungy and you can't clean it and make it look nice again, or it's going to have something on it that then they don't follow that team anymore or they don't like that thing anymore. So I just thought, I'm, I'm just so over this. When I was in school, I had a satchel and it lasted me for about, you know, 10 12 years and it was something i didn't have to think about it was just uh, why can't why can't they have satchels and stop dragging me to awful places to buy horrible things that aren't going to last so um it was it was on my list through them because i wanted to to get them satchels and i was shocked and dismayed that at that point i could not find the most british of school bags for sale anywhere and that seemed just ridiculous so that was on the
1: list in terms of taking the next step uh, in terms of growing your business did you find that that's something you were more able to do in the early stages of the business or is it something that you're able to maintain when you're thinking about long-term strategies when you're thinking about a bigger organization how have you found that journey
2: i think that in the early days it was very um It was very easy because when you know that you're saving up for something that is so expensive, you just don't have big budgets to do anything. And so you have to do everything yourself. And when I look back at some of the the apps, particularly, that I used or the way I posted things out, they were just as good as the things that you know particularly after we had investment once you you've got you feel like oh we've got budgets now to have people that are c-suite people and they have teams and they work with agencies and golly gosh you can burn through money so quickly mm. so there is a kind of um there's something very very good about going through that discipline of bootstrapping in the early days and if you can hold on to that then that puts you in very, very good stead.
1: What advice would you have for someone who wants to set up their business and they're inspired by your story because it is a wonderfully inspiring story? What should their next step be? Never having thought about business before. I mean, they know they want to sell something or make something, but the idea of setting up a business seems quite overwhelming.
2: I think that the main thing is to actually stop procrastinating sometimes, <laughs> you know, there there will always be another video you can watch on how to do something. There will always be another book that you can read about how to set up a business and just think, okay, today is the day when I am setting out on this. Today's the day I'm going to start it. And and at that stage, it's like, what am, what is my vision, because that's the really important first step, is to just think, what is it that I really want to do? What makes it different? And why do I want to do it? Because for me, it was very easy. You know, success for me was being able to pay the school fees and then the university fees. That was success for me, and that makes me very comfortable about moving forward because the the great temptation is always to keep pushing you know the the vision forward and forward even more but i can say that whatever happens at this stage i did what i set out to do so cambridge satchel is a success
1: so what's next what's next for you then with the uh, Cambridge Satchel Company?
2: Well, you know, this pandemic has been incredibly challenging. You know, for all those people out there who have um, shops, conventional, non-digital, non-online shops, what a nightmare. You know, they're open, then they're closed. That's been quite um, quite difficult. For me, what is really important is I have got the most incredible team of people and particularly where we we make all of our bags here in the UK you know we've got a, a workshop in Syston I want to keep that workshop busy I want to to keep everybody's job safe and for me right now it's um it's it's being very focused on pushing out the message think about what you're buying think about where it's made You know, and and helping not only Cambridge Central, but other British businesses recover in whatever way I can. That's what's the next thing on, on my horizon.
1: Well, Julie, thank you so much for your time on 929. Thank you so much for having me on. Julie was clear that overthinking can be a huge impediment to progressing and learning. She trusted her instincts, which of course gets better with experience, about what her next step should be. She did that, and if it didn't work out, she hadn't ventured too far to be able to correct her course. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family. Fiverr is the digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review, and I'll see you soon.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.